is Startup Saturdays. This is Abhi, co-founder of Startup Boys. This is a new segment of podcast from Startup Boys. Here we'll feature one startup every weekend. We'll focus on sharing the challenges, the little successes and learnings from startups that are in their growth stage with our fellow startup founders. So we have Mohit director of Glint Logic with me here. and uh, co-hosting this podcast i have neha with me so neha is the co-founder of startup now and mohit is the director at glint logic so today we'll talk about the journey of glint logic what they have done what they have achieved and uh, what it took them to come this far so first coming to mohit uh, i wanted to give a brief uh idea of what mohit has done so mohit has graduated from snicker college of engineering uh, in computer engineering and he has established glint logic in 2017 so from that it's like 3 years and over this time we can understand like what mohit has uh, done and how it all has transformed from day one so over to mohit uh, mohit like thanks for being with us here today today glint logic it has customers and you have a team working with you uh, but when it started i'm sure like it was nothing the way it looks like today right so can you give a brief idea can can you give us a brief idea on uh, how it all began uh first of all thank you for having me abhi uh, it's always a pleasure collaborating with you and working with you as well so uh talking about glint logic when we started it it was around uh, 2017 we were in second year of engineering uh the thought about you know uh, doing something uh, creating a software creating something you know which my dad can use uh, was the whole aim uh, we started developing it in the uh, midst of first year and by you know uh, by midst of second year we completed it uh, it was an erp product first it was a basic erp which usually doesn't take a lot of time or something like that uh i i i had my friend who was around uh, with me for around 7 years and i took uh, we, we just partnered up and you know we all just started randomly it was it wasn't planned or it, it wasn't something like we had to form a company or something it was completely random so uh we just talked about it and we started coding so neither of us knew a lot into the coding uh we hired some person who you, who you know who had good experience in coding so uh we had a employee who was having 12 years of experience uh, in you know coding so mm-hmm. uh he was kind of you know employee come teacher for us so he taught us a lot 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 of things and once we once we started across then uh, we we found a lot of uh, potentials we found a lot of loopholes in the supply chain ecosystem so you know we just started building on it and from erp to a business solution is what we have achieved in past 3 years so an erp is just a 10% you know a, a 10% tool of accounts or something like that and whereas mm-hmm. a business solution it completely automates your supply chain is what we are looking at right now so uh you know our, uh, our sole focus was uh, my dad he is a super distributor so what what uh, what we wanted to achieve at the first was he uh, i have seen his problems right from you know right from my childhood i have seen his problems i have seen him use different 
softwares and still he has to you know do a lot a lot many hectic things so uh, our our sole aim was to you know how can we uh, optimize that how can we solve this problem and uh, our our first uh, what do you say first prototype or first mvp of the software was about that and uh, once we completed it and i just went up to him like that this is my uh, software i've just made it for you and my dad gave me a very shocking reaction he was like what no i'm not going to use it you have created it it's a untested it's just something very new no one has ever used it how can i use it so you know that was my very first learning like okay consumers let it be anyone uh, consumers are uh, hard to you know get like if you do not market the uh, market the product well there is no going ahead of it so i i started off with a failure you can say so mm-hmm. after that rejection i went back i started on branding i worked on marketing and after that uh, we got our first consumer so it was a textile company again uh, we directly approached a textile company uh, we we tried manufacturing we tried the manufacturer we tried the optimizing we tried implementing gifts with them so gifts is something which is known as glint instant business solution which consists of every and all modules which we have created until now uh we tried implementing them but we faced many issues again because uh, you know lack of experience we did not understand the supply chain of that uh, industry we did not know anyone from the textile industry and my co-founder uh, dikshan jain was at that point of time so even he had some background in textile but even that did not help so after a few months of you know trying and testing around uh, we even lost that client and after that we learned uh, we we did learn a lot of lessons so uh, first was the proper branding second was the proper marketing channel and once once we got it all right so let's say we got the branding in proper channels we got proper documentation we got proper uh, you know uh, software uh, uh, deployment processes so after that then we started seeing a surge in uh, you know attracting the consumers so in the first 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 one and a half year we were just facing all these issues but you know uh, it was a very good learning i'll say it's like you never get this kind of learning anywhere else so that's right. how brand logic started okay that is a great story actually so like i i clearly understand that you know you started with trying to solve a problem that you noticed with your father uh, uh and you went ahead and created a solution uh, which would help him do his business better uh, and also uh, more efficiently uh, what was the trigger to uh, understand that there is a problem and uh, uh, what was the point that you realized that it can be done better as a business founder your father would see the business as this is how it is but you as an outside observer would observe so many more things than somebody who is doing it uh, internally so what was your first observation uh, that triggered that you know this can be done better all these people who can do more quality work than exactly. uh, what they have even uh, imagined before so uh, that is one of the uh, biggest uh, breakthroughs for m- most businesses after the digitization has happened uh, right coming to the uh, the company the, uh, when it started it was a solution for uh, one person which is your father 
then you went on to getting another client. Uh, so when was the first breakthrough or what do you consider is the first big success that you can, uh, that you figured that, you know, this is not just an idea, this is not just a product, but this is the time that the uh, whole idea has transformed into a company. Uh, okay. Uh, so basically, when we started, you know, when we started out with my dad and he rejected me. <laughs> so after that, you know, we went out. Uh, we went out to a lot of people, going like uh, we are college students or something like that. So uh, you know, people have so much insecurity about their financial data that they do not want it on the cloud. They do not want it, you know, on the third party where there is no acquisition, there is no credibility, there is no brand name. So uh, a thought triggered. It was like. If we had a company, uh, it might help us, you know, to sell this product better. And uh, once we went with uh, interns, I, uh, you know, I just went out in the market one day and saying that I'm an intern at Glint Logic, and this is what they have made, and this is what uh, is the solution. Like your salesman can go, you can monitor him, you can track your salesman. So uh, the interest levels were quite high, and you know, the response also from the market was quite high. So we started with a different name. Uh, Dexterity was the first name which we started with, and we we just went out in the market. So after that, there were some uh, you know legal concerns that if we are using the name and if we do not have registered. Uh, so after that, you know we just registered the company for sake like we, we need a proper branding, we need a proper credibility, we need a proper platform to uh, you know uh, at least sell the product or at least go out in the market and say I belong to this company. So that that's that's what triggered it. There was nothing such a breakthrough like you know uh, this is a huge product and this is a huge mm-hmm. potential. No, nothing such nothing as such triggered. It was just key. I had to have a billing address. I had to you know provide a, a invoice copy and everything to create credibility and create trust because in this business in you know B two B business where you are uh, you know you are going across dealers or you are going across distributors. So. They, they they see experience, they see credibility, how old the company is and everything. So after that only, you know, they allow you to even talk to them. Otherwise, if you just go out like, no, I am a student or I am a person who has just created this. No, they, they do not entertain you. They, they reject you very badly. Got it. So the, the, one of the learnings here, I think, is uh, this happened organically. No, you did not. Yeah. Uh, when you get an idea, you did not go ahead and create a company, but you realize that you know a company is needed to get these transactions done. A company is needed yes. for people to take me seriously, or a company is needed to sell this product. So um, it, these things, especially incorporating and uh, starting uh, with the compliance, uh, a lot of these things happen in a very different order in very a lot of different companies uh, some people as soon as they have an idea they go ahead and register the company uh, some might not even register the company even after uh, they have a lot of sales so uh, it is interesting to see that the need that you have uh, have actually moved you to create a company have everything in place so that you can grow faster and the idea the the product can grow uh, and penetrate the market as fast as you want. Yeah. Uh, um, I have a question from my end. Uh, yeah. From textile, getting a solution for your textile industry, you have come up with various industries. You have given 
many solutions like what made you get into the other industries what was the idea behind it uh so basically you know we were focused on two industries uh first was textile as my partner he had a textile background and my dad he works in fmcg he works with fmcg so these were the two industries that we were focusing on but you know uh, uh there there was a lot of mouth publicity once we started across so let it be through multiple peers so let it be through uh, our own clients our own relatives or uh, our friends so uh, after that mouth publicity uh, we we got a lot of orders so uh, that those orders uh, started right from you know the website development to your uh, custom web app development to you know multiple industries across it so uh, at the point it was very difficult to say no to someone because you know uh, these all people coming in with a connection with a relationship uh, to right. some you know so it was very difficult to say no so <laughs> we just started okay fine you need the solution we need this kind of time and then we'll be up with it so we just started adding modules uh, different modules to gips and that that's how uh, it became a you know a, a module based system where you can just plug and play and any industry can come and go through it so uh, the entire framework for supply chain ecosystem remains same uh, just few different you know criterion uh, because right. our, uh, the skeleton is almost the same so it wasn't very difficult for us to do that uh, just we we couldn't say no to anyone that was the main uh, issue to uh, going into such a vast industries yeah that that's really nice actually because uh, we have seen many couple of companies where they stick to in, into the same segment now people are evolving into other solutions providing different kinds of solutions and i have a one more question so what was the biggest challenge handling these kind of solutions because i know the skeleton and the skeleton is same but still you have your own challenges in each solutions what you're giving for each industry because not every problem is same right right uh so basically you know uh, uh biggest challenge if you ask me was you know uh, deploying and you know uh getting the sales people trained because uh people are reluctant to change people are very reluctant to change they do not want change so if you go to a salesman and say that you are going to be tracked he you know he some somewhere he goes and he finds some bugs and and i i am i'm sorry to say but this is across all industries it's not just one specific industry uh biggest challenge it was unique for us that people are not ready to change people are not willing to change and if people are getting that kind of transparency so let's say if your area sales manager is able to view all the sales person in one screen with his tracking and everything so you know people were completely offending to it and uh, at when we started geo was just coming in uh, geo just started out putting in uh, different different plans so internet was also an issue uh, there were multiple exceptions coming in and uh, the major issue was when we were we, even we were just starting we did not know whom to blame so let's let's say we did not know if the salesman was at the fault or the software was at the fault even we were trying and testing we were just you know trying it out so that was the biggest challenge people not ready to change and in the finance industry i tell you people do not change do not change oh this is good uh and also it's getting very interesting so um how did you tackle that because 
people do not want to change and especially people do not want to be tracked so how are these organizational uh, methods were implemented or how hard it is to push these products uh, into the sales team uh, while they are while sales team is one of the key people in making the decision so maybe in smaller organizations it is the ceo making the decision and pushing it onto the sales team uh but as you go after like larger organizations the sales manager or it is a sales person with a sales background who is taking the call that you know this my team needs to be tracked so how do you push it into the market uh so basically you know we were forced to develop the offline and online ecosystem completely so uh, right now if you check out any any of the apps which we use you know for gift so it's it's a combination of offline and online uh, thing so you know first we we wanted to eliminate the problem of internet because you know uh, that was the that was the most uh, the most given excuse in the whole time so uh, so what we did is we we, we tried to collaborate uh, we tried to combine offline and online in, in terms of the app so that was the first biggest uh, you know breakthrough where most of the excuses were gone and after that implementing implementing you know the app uh, for the sales person uh, with with time with time what we did is uh, the software became buffy the software became rfc and even at at our end we know what what uh, uh, what can be the actual issue or what kind of excuses the salesman are giving so with proper inputs to the sales manager uh, it was actually solved so right now if you say if you have to deploy to the to a, any any new company uh, it it it's easier because you know we have it properly documented we have how to use videos we have uh, a, a hr training program for every sales and uh, even the ui has improved so uh, basically uh, if, if you have your sales manager or if you have the management of the company with you and uh the presentation and the usability for them is easy uh, it is it's it's it's, uh, it's never going to come back to you if the salesman are not using uh, it properly got it okay okay yeah this is interesting um neha any more questions at this point uh, yeah i i have one more question so what are your target areas and like is are you going to expand into the it's it's like the solutions what you're providing is useful for everybody whether it's an urban or a rural i mean like district headquarters many people need these kind of solutions so what is your approach towards them because urban areas it's it's little more easier to convince them or to make them understand why is it necessary as you said people are not ready to change and when it is coming to rural uh, like making them adapted to such kind of uh, thing is little difficult even making to try them understand so how are you doing that uh so basically uh that was a you know a very uh, huge advantage which we got was geo rolling out and the technology which which came across with geo uh, mm-hmm. and the internet at that point of time so you know if you if you imagine 3 years back uh, the internet Uh, the 4G was just coming in and it was just penetrating all the areas so with with you know uh, with what everyone using whatsapp and facebook and with everyone going on social media so it became easier for us to convince everyone uh, and uh, to be very honest we did not face much of a resistance in rural areas because you know for them it was much easier to work with 
because if you say a, a salesman for a company who is staying in uh, Pune and he's going into rural areas of Pune, he had to travel so many so many kilometers, and after that hectic job, he had to go back to the office to report everything. So if you are giving just everything on the app and you are tracking him, it is very easy for them. So people who are working in rural areas, quite uh, like uh, they adapted it very easily. To be very honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, when somebody is opting for an offline solution, so how is it possible for them to track these kind of activities? Uh, no. So it is a combination of offline and online. So if you if you are using the app, uh, as for the company policies, uh, in six hours or in eight hours, you have to connect to the internet once. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you cannot log in. So that that's how we tackled it. Oh, that's, that's really nice, actually, because these kind of solutions are much more uh, useful for people who are uh, living in the rural sectors. You know, because managing their things are very much important for them. Right. Right. So actually, you know, uh, a lot of manufacturers have got live inventories right from their distributors to their retailers even. So we have multiple organizations where distributor level and retailer level are also using our platform to, you know. Uh, have billing done, have their invoicing and purchases done. So, uh, manufacturer has a live overview of what kind of inventory is there in the market, and it has helped them to save costs at so many levels. So, it has helped the distributor, it has helped the retailer, and it has helped the manufacturer in a great sense, you know, uh, to uh, increase the efficiency, to increase the profitability ratio. to minimize the warehousing to maximize the uh, order fulfillment ratio so if you see if you implement this correctly and if you actually optimize the supply chain ecosystem this is this are the benefits which you get yeah that that's absolutely right actually this is very interesting uh, so um let me take a step back here uh, mohit yeah. um yeah. one of the things that i found very interesting in uh, how you built the company uh, was your first developer uh, yeah he is a 12 year experienced guy and he is ready to work with you uh, while you were in your second year so how did that happen like how did you find that guy what was uh, how did you convince him to work with you or uh, what is what is how hard was it for you to get started with the team and convince your uh, first uh, first coding or like the founding team to join hands with you uh okay so basically uh tikshan and me were the core founding team and we started across on our own Uh, to convince Dikshan, it was very easy. I just had to go and talk to his parents. Like I want him here. That 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 was the end. Okay, uh, very honestly, and his parents trusted me very well as well. So it was like I and Dikshan, we and Dikshan want to do this. This is it. And the parents are like, okay, fine, let's do it. And even convincing my parents was even easy. They are also very supportive. Uh, they were also very supportive at that point of time. so uh the the core team was me and dikshan after that when we when we saw like you know there are so many things into coding and we do not know so there were two options with us like go and learn something and waste time uh, or you can learn while you are building something so uh we we just we talked with the parents like if we go and learn the coding language this is how much is going this is how much it is going to cost us and if we use that money to bring someone into the company we can employ him 
or her and we can definitely learn from him or her so they did they did find it very good they did find the idea very good and for them it was unique like okay this is something new so they also are like okay no okay the chance let's do that so they they funded us they bootstrapped us at that point of time like okay fine go ahead uh, you have this much amount you find the person so uh, while while we while we are going out uh, we had some of our teachers back back us as well in the college so that teacher had one connection and that guy had just you know he just wanted to uh resign from the company which he was working because he was working on an old technology and he did not like working there so he was about to resign and we just went and made him like so this is how what we are doing and we would love your help so if if you you know give three months of your time or something like that even we would be up to the mark we would learn coding and uh even you will have a break from your uh, corporate life so even he was happy and he was open to that decision and he actually joined and that was very surprising for me but he actually joined okay that's really nice i mean like that that's very interesting convincing somebody in this way and somebody who works who has shown so much of interest to join that that really nice but actually we, even we got lucky at multiple points so you know finding that person at that point of time and even he was resigning at that company you know everything comes as a coincidence so if we were lucky at that point of time as well yeah so uh, here is something very uh, like a good learning from grant logics i think to all of all of our listeners is to get lucky i think you need to be not just to be in the right place at the right time uh, you also need to do the right things you seek help from your mentors you seek help from your professors you actually talk to a lot of people uh, which finally enable you to land that first employee so exactly. although you don't realize it and you have done it uh, not consciously but most people don't do that they don't seek help they don't seek advice uh, they are too afraid to share their idea they are too afraid to seek help uh, they will say like what if they say no when they say no it's a no that's it but uh, you took the step in asking your uh, professors or asking your teachers how can i do it uh, and that's how i think they came to know about the idea that you are looking for someone and that's how the entire networking and the connections happen right so exactly. uh, that's a that's a, a very uh, very good learning i think uh, for most startup founders they they, they don't seek help they uh, think the ideas are brilliant and hold on to it uh, so uh, this is this is uh, a great one more but even trusting people people do not trust usually right now like they do not open up to their ideas they feel like the idea can be you know just taken up by someone and uh used but you know for all uh, all those people you know i just have one thing to say that you are already ahead you are thinking about that idea and you know uh you have been thinking about that idea for a long time no one can beat you at that game so it's, it's never late to join that game so that that's what that's what my you know dad told me and that's what uh, values have taught me so it did actually help that fine okay if you even share your ideas and someone is going to use that he or she would be you know back with thinking he would he would won't be able to do as 
fast and as efficient, uh, you know, things you are able to do. So that that's what you know assured me, like, fine, okay, I can ask anyone for help or I can, you know, share my idea with anyone. That that that's something which is okay. <laughs> and one more thing, uh, the the okay. the point that made you realize that. Uh, so basically, you know, uh, I used to love I used to love computers, and you know, uh, right from childhood, the office is the place where you used to, you know, get computers and everything. So uh, I used to go to the go to dad's office, and I used to work with him. So I I did know all the processes, all the acquisitions, and how he used to work. So uh, something across, he was not in the he was not in town, and uh, I had the complete responsibility. uh so normally a procedure is the salesman goes out into the market uh he you know he fills up a daily sales report on a paper that paper then comes back in the evening and the next day uh you know the accountant who is sitting there he or she comes and you know uh, they they create some uh, invoice or sales order or whatever it is so th- these this was the you know very first experience like how tedious is this process look you know first the salesman goes he writes it down then the paper comes back in the evening even as well uh the salesman who is on the ground has no idea about what kind of stock and what kind of stock amount he has what are the price updates and he he does he is not connected with the ecosystem here so uh the first first uh, problem which i saw was like i have to connect uh, the salesman to the uh, office so that that's what triggered it so that's what we created we created an app where uh salesman can have an access uh, and where his order can be synced real time with the office every pricing stock can be synced real time with the office so that was the uh, first problem which we figured out and that was the first solution which we came up with got it so uh, the solution clearly would save uh, hundreds of hours i don't know if not more right. per starting up in college do you think that being in college actually help you in uh getting into the uh, process of starting up and uh, go up and running running very fast being a college startup to to get started uh basically i had very supportive teacher i had very supportive head of my head of the department and i was a part of uh, entrepreneurship cell at my college and i did lead that cell as well at some point of time so combining all this uh, i'm glad i started up in my college because you know uh you do not have that much pressure of uh, getting uh, income you do not have that much pressure like no you have to go out and you have to just bring some money home at least so that kind of pressure gets relieved and you can actually focus on the product so for me starting up when you are studying is a great choice actually got it um so let's fast fast forward from 2017 to 2020 because when it, when the thing started things were very different and you were just a student it's a kid free life right you were enjoying but at the same time you found something curious and you started building a solution to that problem yeah. uh, and fast forward 3 years today when you see clint logic uh, how were things different and uh, how do you uh, see the the business has evolved over the last 3 years uh okay uh, so basically when we started across we were just you know dealing with some small time distributors or some small time retailers 
but you know as we grew and we started to know that you know uh the manufacturers are actually pulling the strings of the distributors and the retailers so that that's something very interesting which we learned uh like if you have to you know deploy something at multiple ends manufacturer is the right choice and there are multiple erp providers in uh, into the country so if you go in every uh every single town every single town there is someone who provides a custom erp or something like that so uh we thought you know what what does make gets unique so uh after looking at that uh, we we did uh, we did enter uh, the bi department so uh we entered uh, into the business intelligence which we call right now as uh, gbi client business intelligence and what what it does is gives you multiple trend analysis your price predictions your demand predictions so uh, that was something which was very unique at that point of time and i no one was using that at in you know supply chain ecosystem everyone was uh, looking at ai in multiple different uh, uh you know market verticals but in fmcg or in supply chain uh people have brought into uh, brought in the uh, business intelligence but just until uh, predictive analysis so to just give you an overview what is predictive analytics uh, predictive is just you know to uh, show you some insights or show you some forecasts of future probabilities that's what predictive analytics does and people i don't know why people's imagination stopped in predictive analytics but what we did is we just went one step further into the future so let's we have called uh, we have done something as prospective analytics so what the prospective analytics does is you know it it tries to see what the effects of future decisions are so you know it it improves your decision making it it optimizes your scheduling so prospective analytics just does not stop on giving you insight or something it actually helps you to achieve the goal so as a manufacturer if you said i want the most profitable company to to be so across your supply chain the gbi finds out and triggers out different uh, management decisions which can help uh, the company to go uh, more you know uh, to optimize more to you know be more profitable it helps in your production inventory it it, it actually makes you know your supply chain reactive it, it helps uh, to make your supply chain very responsive so you just click somewhere you take a decision and it affects your supply chain directly so that that's what you know that's what made us unique so that's what uh, we brought into the market and that was completely new and that helped us you know that helped us gain a lot many customers a funny story so we we approached a consumer uh, and dishant went in first and he we pitched them like this is gift this is business solution and and he was he was rejected uh, he was rejected and after two or three months through different contact i just went in went in went in there and what we did is we just added an ai word in the presentation and surprisingly he was very interested the same guy i'm seeing the same guy after just three months he was so interested now that triggered was like ai is doing something into the world and ai is helping you sell so at that point of time we just started using ai word everywhere and we did not have anything <laughs> so it was like okay fine okay let it come then we'll see so one day across like we actually had a first client who wanted the business intelligence and then we started developing it so that that's what has changed across from 2017 to 2020 okay amazing right? <laughs> uh, that is that is in fact you know that is how to do it you know show the big picture show what you're building and and show what the customer wants anyways uh and and 
uh, although you over promised you over delivered like that is i think uh yeah very uh, very impressive in that uh, and uh, uh, one more question like coming to the outlook so after developing all this product uh, after developing such a powerful tool uh, which even prescribes uh, what could be um, what is the business decision that needs to be made what is the ideal uh, target or like what is the ideal uh, production capacity all these right so even you are providing prescriptive analytics today uh, what is the outlook like how do you see uh, the company progressing into the future uh so basically uh, we are we are adding much uh, like you know a lot many data data sources so right now we have added uh, different social media we have added uh, you know different financial news and newspapers as well so in terms of technology we are definitely developing and we are we are achieving a good uh, good accuracy as well so right now what we have achieved is around 86% of accuracy in you know all uh, average accuracy in all the modules uh if you if you ask me like much how do you see the company like uh, going ahead what are your consumer list so every manufacturing company every supply chain ecosystem right now is looking for the solution and they are searching so reaching out to them is what uh, is actually needed right now and right now even we are working on a good marketing team to curate a good marketing team we have a very very good and you know efficient development team right now in place but uh, marketing team is where we are losing right now so we are focusing right right now solely on marketing and uh, in upcoming you know upcoming months you will be able to see that uh, uh, that a good marketing team has helped us a lot you know to achieve the consumers and everything so uh, as you've mentioned rohan as well so rohan has played a very important role so he he has done his mba and he has a 8 uh, year experience in the industry as well so you know just adding one one component to the team one huge aspect like rohan to the team has you know uh, helped me and identify a different angles to you know how to acquire consumers how to you know approach them how can we you know uh, uh, achieve good targets and we can definitely convert them so that's what uh, we are working on right now like creating the marketing team and i think that's the key to uh, distribution got it okay and you are ready to handle the capacity here uh, you are ready with your tech stack to handle the customer requests uh, but now the challenge is to get out there and be visible to people who need the service uh exactly so we have automated almost everything which we which we can so uh, uh every 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 you know issues which we have faced until now or with our user has faced we have documented it properly and we have uh, automated the solution so uh technically once we once we deploy the solution we we have an 8 days period of a cool down period where we need to rigorously support the uh, you know the company but after 8 days we haven't seen a lot of surge in you know service requests to support requests mm mm-hmm. so that that something which is again helping uh, automation is helping us like okay fine once you deploy it you need to support it for a month maximum after that it, it just runs on its own it, it does not require a lot of human power or human uh, association to it got it got it um that that is very insightful conversation uh, mohit uh, i think 
before we make our conversation very long, uh, I want to ask you, like, if you have any uh, message for our listeners or uh, anything that you want to share more uh, to wrap up the conversation. Uh, to be very honest, uh, there is nothing as such which I can share which can be helped. For me, everyone's journey is going to be unique. So you just, you know, you just get out there and, you know, you just focus on what you are doing. And if you, if you go out and seek others, you know, if you just uh, go out and uh, try to replicate something, it won't help you. Uh, uh, it won't help you at any cost. So just, just create something new or, you know, just go with your idea and you will achieve something. You will achieve something. That's, that's what I have learned in all these three years. Got it. Yeah, this is uh, this is a great example of how you build things like from ground up, because you have identified a clear need, have identified uh, how you can do things better, and it's an incremental development from day one, uh, starting from the days that you went to your friend's family and asking, okay, I need a guy to develop, to yeah. today, like where you are even uh, doing deals with companies which are in um, um, uh, in varieties of uh, space. So Neha, any any other questions or uh, anything else before we um, wrap up? No, I don't have anything. It was amazing talking to you, Moy. Really, you had a very interesting journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, just if you you know you you talked about the bragging part, so I like to brag something. So, you know, uh, you have dealt, up, uh, dealt, dealt with around 3,200, 3, uh, uh, you know, distributors across India right now. And, you know, uh, in a year, they have saved uh, on an average of 92,000 rupees for oh, a wow. particular distributor. So, that, that's something which we uh, proudly present, like, okay, fine, every distributor saving around 90,000 in terms of their profit ratios, in terms of their inventory management. And in terms of their deficit management, that's that's something huge, and uh, we I are definitely happy. To yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It is definitely worth bragging about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is uh, this is a really uh, insightful conversation, as I've mentioned before, and uh, I had a lot of learnings, uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed like the process of how things happen. That excites me, and that is the one which motivates me to uh, be with startups and work with startups every day. Uh, so uh, this is great, Mohit. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you so much, Abhi, for having me. Thank you, Nia. Thank you. Thank you so much.